So I get to speak to Phil Hobden from Walters Kluwer in my show today. And we talk about software, we talk about helping accountants, we talk about the struggles that accountants are having. Uh, what a lovely chat we had with Phil, and I hope you enjoy the show. We are live, and we got Phil Hobden in the house. Hi, Phil. Hey. Good afternoon, Ashley. How the devil are you? Well, I know because we've been talking for about 10 minutes. But <laughs> don't give it away. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. I'm devilishly good. Thank you very much indeed. And yourself, sir? Yeah, no, very, very good. Spent a day up in the office with my team yesterday, which is always nice. And then heading off to some awards at the end of this week. So it's uh, one of those fun weeks where I get to do work, but but kind of surround it with really fun stuff. So Brilliant. That's what it's Brilliant. Yeah, they're the, they're the best weeks, aren't they? Get, getting out and about and seeing people in real life. Yeah, they are. Yeah, in real life, like actually like going out for lunch with the team and taking them out and stuff like that. It's, uh, yeah, it's and you've, you've added a few people to your team recently. Is that right? Yeah, we have. We're, we're, we're growing, right? Like Walter's Club is a business, the sales function of Walter's Club. We've, we've added some really great people, both in my team and in the the, the wider sales team. So it, it's really nice and, and great experience. We were talking about this yesterday. We were going around the room and we've got like 10 years at this company and eight years at this company and, you know, five years here and five years there. And, and if you look at the experience um, in the room and in the wider team, I, I, I genuinely challenge many any business out there to have that level of experience within their customer facing sales org and it's great because it means that, that, that we understand challenges we you know we, we've been there we've helped implement technology we've seen the market and, and what's good and, and where the blockers can come and, and you know that knowledge really comes to full to front when you're kind of doing that so you know i think it's, it's it speaks volumes for kind of the caliber of people we bring in yeah, no, perfect. And, we're, and we're, me. Somehow yeah. I got a job here. I don't know how that happened. Well, no, we'll, we'll dig into that in just a second, but we haven't introduced you yet. So, Phil, for those people that don't know you, and, and, and I don't think there is anybody, but anyway, just pretend someone doesn't know you. Who are you? What do you do? So, uh, Phil Hobden, Head of Sales for the Digital Products at Walters Kluwer Tax and Accounting UK. So, what many people will better recognize as CCH and CCH Software. So, I've been with Walters Kluwer for about nine months now, but I've been working with accountants for about, well, a lot longer than that, um, uh, other businesses, uh, more fintechy businesses as well. Previous to that, banking, um, owning my own business, even a bit of film production back in the day. So, I am, yeah, I've, 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 been in the sector for a while and um yeah i'm generally a few people know me. yeah right? absolutely and, and and that's the thing there's we, we, we've been in this space to, to, together for a long while and we've been watching each other's careers etc um I, I used to work as a competitor <laughs> to um uh, what i know as cch um many many moons ago at digita um but uh yeah and that's the thing isn't it you get people in this industry and they tend to stay so it's not a surprise yeah. that um, you've got all that experience in the room. And, and I think that it's great for the accountants and the bookkeepers because what they're getting is someone that knows the industry, not just the software, but they know the industry. And um, you, you, you know, there's, there's lots of different uh, facets to our amazing industry that, you become indoctrinated in it and you you understand the accounting and bookkeeping process don't you just, just by osmosis do you find that yeah 
I absolutely. You know, I when I came into this industry, when I when I joined um, back in the day selling forecasting software, I I had no idea about how accountancy worked. I mean, I'd run my own business. I'd tried to do my own accounts. I'd messed it up royally and went to, uh, you know, cap in hand to an accountant to sort it out. And it cost me probably far more than it should have done because of the fact I'd done such a bad job. But broadly speaking, I didn't really understand the industry. And you learn very quickly. And you learn it's a great industry full of great people, great knowledge, but also how important a good accountant is to a business business we saw it in the pandemic right like i can't i can't remember i genuinely can't remember who coined the phrase but someone said that, you know the accountants are like the the nhs yeah. for businesses during the pandemic and it was absolutely true you know accountants were out there helping businesses to grow to survive to, to seek access um and when you start to, when you kind of start to work in that industry you, you start to realize that actually you know you always look for to a job that can make a difference and i think to even tangentially just by kind of providing the right software and the right education around that software you can help an accountant to make a difference to a business owner who in turn is making a difference to other people their employees and the people that you know in the wider world so for me i think that's why it's a great industry you're right that's why people generally don't leave that's why people stay in this industry for a while there's always the running gag that every event, like the the accountants or something like that, it's like you know, um, like transfer season in football, right? Like you always find a couple of people with new t-shirts. So yeah. There's a few of us that have got a few t-shirts um, from our careers, but actually, it's good because I've worked worked for smaller businesses, I work for banks, uh, and now I work for one of the largest businesses in the space. And what it does is it means that that experience gives me a different view of accountants, a different view of, of, of product, and a different view of those challenges. And I think it makes us really well placed to be able to support. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and that, that's the, that's the fun thing. I love that transfer window analogy because when you when you go to um, accountants, you see you see people. Um, oh, I, oh, you've moved and what have you. But the thing is, they've stayed in the industry, Phil, and and the the the. the the thing is, because they've stayed in the industry, they've still got all of that rich uh, knowledge, experience and stuff that they can actually help our accountants and bookkeepers with. So uh, and I think I think it's a great it's a great place. And the other, the other thing. Um, people turn around to me and go, oh, you work with accountants. Oh, they're a stuffy, funny bunch, aren't they? I don't know about you, but I never I never meet any of those. I the first time I went to to, to ZeroCon um felt 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 I have to stop you. you your microphone's really really playing up I'm not hearing anything now sorry it's a real shame can you can you hear me now I can hear you now yeah perfect throw out the window <laughs> throw that expensive piece of tech that I've been trying to set up for a week that never seems to work properly um so look yeah I, I remember going to my first ZeroCon and going and, and standing there in the evening of ZeroCon going, well, this, this isn't, these aren't accountants, surely. This is crazy. It was so busy, so vibrant. Um, no, I mean, you know, they're probably, there's stuffy people in every industry, right? I'm sure. But um, I've definitely not, and, and as we move on and as the industry grows, I, I've seen less and less of the, the stuffy accountant and, and more of the, the, the leading, thought leading kind of 
inspirational accountants. So yeah, hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, that that they all seem really really cool. Um, so what what is what are you what challenges are you seeing accountants and bookkeepers having at the moment then, Phil? So look, the government is not helping accountants and bookkeepers or SMBs at all. Like many people, um, you know, accountants invested a lot of money and time into MTD multiple times, and MTD has been postponed, pushed down the road, etc. Right? So it just creates a lot of false starts, and I think that doesn't help with time and it doesn't help with capacity. Because if you're investing time and effort in, into things and then the, the, the ballpark keeps changing, it, it's not a great thing. The thing I say, and I genuinely believe it, is, is don't, you, should never, you should never make a change in your business because it's, it's what the law or, or everything else is coming down the road. You should be doing it because it's the right thing. And digitization and that route is the right thing. Yeah, it yeah. is going to get here eventually. So I think one of the biggest challenges is, is, going, is people going, actually... We're going to postpone this now because the government is saying we don't have to do it. Do you know what? They're not, but it's still the right, right thing to do. It's still the right way to put your clients in the best position. So, so for me, that, that's definitely one of the big challenges. And look, we talk, I've talked about it a lot on my own podcast. Retention, staff and acquisition. Staff acquisition is, is a huge challenge in every industry at the moment, but certainly in accountancy. And, and that has impact on impl- implementation of technology. Um, it has implement, uh, impact on clients and, and everything else. And those are, those are, I think, two really interesting challenges. How, are they much different to where they were three or four years ago? Probably not, right? You know, there's always been challenges around implementation of, star, uh, of technology. There's always been challenges around recruitment. I just think we're now at a point where those challenges are coming a little bit more timely in, and to the front. So those are probably the two biggest challenges we're seeing at the moment. And, and is there is there anything that um, you or Walters Kluwer can do to help these challenges for our accountants and bookkeepers? I guess so. Recruitment wise, it's tough, right? How can a software player help with those kind of things? And the answer is directly, we can't. Indirectly, what we can do though is give you stable software that works, that that, that kind of that has features that, that you can use and that's important and, and that, that kind of is looked after, right? One of the biggest frustrations I hear from a lot of accountants right now is, is where they've taken on a new piece of technology and, and for whatever reason that technology has stopped. Three months time, right, we're discontinuing that, it's done. And they're like, well, we've invested so much money into that, so much time, now we've got to start again. So that's a problem you, you're not going to get with us, right? We're, we've been around for X amount of hundreds of years, um, we're going to be around for a lot longer. We've just posted our results today and, and they've been really good results. So from a perspective of us as a business, we're super, super stable. We're developing new products, but we're going to do it at the right pace. We're not just going to be developing products because everyone's saying we want cloud, we want this. Actually, you know, what's the right product for the right time? So we can help with that. Um, and in terms of implementation technology i guess it's a similar thing right we can we've got good education good resources good tools we can help to make sure that you're set up correctly but look, i didn't come on here to, to kind of sell how good and brilliant we are at doing what we're doing um but the, i guess the question the point is we can be there to support you and, and work collaboratively with you 
Uh, and I think that that's important, right? It, it's give people good tools to use and they'll, they'll stay in that practice amongst other things. What sort, what sort of um, things that are people coming to you, what, what sort of type of accountants and bookkeepers are coming to you for your products? Because it, there's, it's, it's, it's quite, quite a big marketplace, isn't there? I, I just alluded that, that Digita was, was where I used to work, but we've got a few other players in the market as well. What, what are the key reasons people are coming to you guys? And, and obviously you, you must be doing all right because, you've, you, like you said, you've increased the, the team. Yeah, so I think I think in part, right, like, who do we service as a market? We service everyone. We work with the top 100 and a lot of the top 100, the top 10. And then we work down to smaller kind of three to five people firms and, and even lower than that. So, you know, we, we're lucky that we've got software that works across the whole suite of businesses, the whole suite of accountancy. So that, that's, for me, that's really good. Why do people come to us? That's an interesting question, right? Like, like why do people why do people ever change technology it, it's one of two reasons that the, the technology they have doesn't do what they're looking for it to do or the technology they have they it isn't supported or the, the, the support and what they get around it isn't where they need it to be and that's kind of where you start looking right like people always say oh it, it, it's price and, and price is, is is a is relevant right price is relevant but I don't know about you, but if I was jumping out of a plane and you gave me an option of an expensive, well-made parachute or a parachute that was done on a production line somewhere that was, you know, a tenth of the cost and no guarantee of quality, I'd probably go with the more expensive parachute because, let's be honest... You'd go for the know, one with the guarantee, there wouldn't some, you? There are some things, yeah, there are some things you don't want... There's some things you don't want to go cheap on. And I think, I think you know, so price is relevant... But if you're solely making a decision on price, if you're solely making a decision on any one factor, then I don't, it's a personal opinion, I don't think you're evaluating it right. No, I, I heard an so, amazing yeah. I heard an amazing podcast um, this morning um, from a six-figure bookkeeper. I don't know if you uh, listened to Joe mm. and Zoe. And um, they were talking about investing in technology. Now, if I'm setting up a business and I'm setting up a cafe, I'm going to spend an absolute fortune on a decent cooker, a decent oven, a decent till, some nice chairs and all of that. But if I set up an accountancy or bookkeeping practice, I'll make do with a spreadsheet. I'll make do with the HMRC software. You know, you sort of like think, hang on a minute, we're setting up a business. I thought it was a really, yeah. really great point to make. I think, that's a, I think that's a stunning point to make because you're absolutely right. It's like, yeah, a Hundred percent. You, you, and look. Don't get me wrong. You don't always have to buy the, the buy the gold standard of everything, right? Like, like I've worked in fintech businesses where we've used Google Suite and the free version of Slack and, and other bits and pieces, and, and you can use things like that, and it's fine. You know, it. You know, you shouldn't have to buy the gold standard of everything, but but absolutely. At the same token, you shouldn't buy the the, the cheap parachute without the guarantee sometimes because. You know, sometimes you need to make sure that that software is going to be there. It's going to work. It's going to be robust. It's supported. There's education. There's people. There's you know tech and development behind it, and a roadmap. You know, a roadmap is a really important thing as well. So, yeah, you know, you, you you're absolutely right. Um, it, it's tough though because you know we're we're in a cost of living crisis, right? And and businesses are feeling that as much as individuals. So everyone's being more conscious about where they're spending what they're spending 
So sometimes, you know, it, it, we, 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 we lean towards that price thing just a little bit more because we're more sensitive to it. But I guess, I guess my argument is always the same. If you're, if you're doing anything, don't just think about today and tomorrow. Think about two, three, four, five years down the line. You know, where do you need your practice to be? What are your growth aspirations? Do it once. It might be a little bit more expensive up front, but do it right. And then you won't have to repeat that down the line. Because it's a lot harder to, 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 to repeat that and go for that exercise five years in than it is right at the start. Yeah, and, and I think that's, that's the thing that um, when I used to speak to smaller practices um, when they were implementing their software, it was, um, yeah, you can buy this one. But if you grow, you're going to need hours. So why not get hours now? And then you're going to save yourself all that upgrade hassle. And that that and and, and that's yeah. that's the that's got to be the biggest hassle with changing software is the is the upgrading, the training, the team, and 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 moving all that over. How how do you, how do you guys cope with all of that? Because it used to be an absolute, um, I won't say nightmare, but hard work, hard work. Yeah, we've got a we've, we've got an amazing professional services team here at. Um, Walter's Kluwer, and they kind of manage that whole process. So training team, uh, a data conversion team and all that. So so I'd like to think that, that if people want to do that, we've actually got a really slick and quote unquote easy. I mean, you know, it's only as easy as, as you make it. But but the team that, that, that we have here uh, around that whole side of the business, genuinely are phenomenal. Like I've never been, obviously this is the first business in the tech space of this size I've worked for. And I've been, I've, I've been blown away by the quality of, again, it goes back to knowledge, right? You look at the professional services team here. They've all been here for X amount of years. They've got that depth of knowledge you ask them and they just know the answer to it. Can we do this? Yes, we can. And it's this, this, and this, and this, it's going to take this long. And, and they know that. It's that kind of thing that, again, you know, we're, I'm very lucky to be surrounded by amazing people, both in my team in our professional services team and in the wider business as well, that, that, that really complement me and the work we do here. Because do you know what? It's it's great being in a smaller business and, and having that agility, but you know, it's also nice not to have to shoulder everything yourself and be able to go and, and, and employ and use experts when you need them. Um, because you know, sometimes at the smaller fintech, you find yourself having to be an expert in everything. Like marketing or which is camera. great, but it's a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a wide, it's a, it's, it's, and you, and controversially, not even controversially, honestly, I'm never going to be as good at marketing as a marketing professional, right? I'm never going to be as good as at project managing a, a, an implementation of new software as someone that does project managing an implementation of software. So, you know, to be surrounded by those people is is an absolute privilege and, and an absolute luxury as well. Yeah, no, perfect. And that, that means that you can serve your clients an awful lot better, doesn't it? Yeah, and they don't have to they don't have to um, uh, put up with me looking for the instruction manual for an hour when they ask a question because do, do they? We don't have instruction. I was just going to say that they don't have them anymore. Do <laughs> no, they? we don't. We don't. No, when, no, when I was when I was we at Digital, have... we we used to send out CDs. That's just how funny is that? I, I, I love the fact that, like, I was talking to... So my daughter is 13 now, so, you know. Um, but in my office, and we were talking about this earlier, in my office, I've surrounded myself with things that make me ha happy. And, like, part of this is there's a big selection of VHS videos up here that I still oh, really? use every now and then, because I think yeah, there's something quite fun about watching a horror film on VHS. But I've also got up here, I've got a, a tape 
and I've got a, a Spectrum game, a ZX Spectrum game. Mm. Both of them are Top Gun. It's a Top Gun theme thing. But like, this is ZX, and I had to explain to her the other day that computer games used to come on tape and it blew yeah. my mind. She was like, well, yeah. how does that work? And I was like, had, I don't actually know it. how it worked, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, and like, you, you have to go through, mm, 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 and then like the loading of the Spectrum, and then at some point it would, it would crash. You spend an hour loading daily the Thompson, daily Thompson's Decathlon, and it would crash on you, and you'd be like, Oh well, I'll do that again. Yeah, because because um, that's what you do. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? I got a question. Yeah, yeah. Got I a mean, question for you. Uh, Pavel wants to know with regards to implementation of MTD, how are you seeing issues of privacy and data leaks? Oh, well, that's a that's a really good question. Um, so I've not had anything really flagged around that uh, in terms of kind of massive issues or or or, or challenges around that. Um, but then again, we're we're kind of only tangentially within that 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 kind of um, MTD space with with what we do. So so the the answer is I've not heard or, or, or seen much around that that has been an issue. But you know, with, with all cloud technology, you have to. I posted something about this on LinkedIn the other day, right? Like, I, what was it? It's someone that, someone posted a T-shirt that said, "The cloud is just someone else's computer." And then it got it took me down a rabbit hole of uh, going on to chat GPT and asking about you know what are the what are the challenges towards accounting cloud computing, um, and it came up with some fascinating stuff. Um, I'm well by the way, Ash, I'm well down this this um, chat GPT rabbit hole at the moment. Like I'm, I'm I'm trying to just see how far you can push it and get answers, and like I'm I'm trying to you know can I get good podcast questions from it? Can I do this? Can I do that? So. There you go, uh, Pavel. Do that. Put that into chat GPT and come back to me and let me know what it says. Because I think the answer will be fascinating, right? I love that. Um, what tips have you got for any accountants and bookkeepers today, Phil? Um, I think, look, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Do, your, do full due diligence on what you are doing. Make sure it ties in with the plans of the firm that you're looking for and where you want to be not where you are today but where you want to be and plan now for for three to four years time you because do you know what the one thing i've i've seen in this industry is i've seen loads of accountants at the beginning of their journey and i've i've grown they've grown with me or i've grown with them and depending on how you want to look at it through different companies and not one of them hasn't hit the numbers that they wanted to hit not one of them hasn't got or beyond where they wanted to be in three years' time, where they told me when they set up, when they left the big firm, you know, the, the one of the top 50, and they said, right, I want to go and set up on my own. You know, well, why do you want to be in three years' time? Well, we want to have 150 clients. Well, you talk to them, they've got 350 clients, five employees rather than two. So if you've got plans for five years' time, build your tech stack for your firm in five years' time, because it will pay huge dividends for it. And businesses will support you, right? Like tech companies will support that growth part of what you're doing. I think that's really important. And I think the, the, the other tip is, and I know, you know, from a, from a tech provider, this is always an interesting one to, to say, but don't, don't like avoid shiny penny syndrome. It, it's really easy to go to an event and go, oh my God, that bit of software will do this. And I want the other one, that one, I want that one, I want It's like Supermarket Sweep with Dale Winton. With the, you just go down and you know. But the reality of it is 
um, you know, there's a lot of technology out there, but there's a lot of technology that, that, that isn't there for the long term, that gets brought up, changed and adapted, that becomes not fit for purpose or pivots in a different direction. You know, again, just stick to that vision. Really think about what you want, where you want to be and what's going to get you there and make decisions based on that. Because a free pair of socks and a free water bottle is great, <laughs> but you know they won't be there when your when your practice is five years old or six years old. Um, and, and I guess finally, talk to us. Be to, to, as software vendors, as, as people kind of leading and helping with this technology change. Talk to us and, 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 and ask us the questions, and really ask the questions right, and really make sure you challenge us on what you're looking to do and that we can do it as a, as a business. Because again, due diligence, it really does pay dividends. But definitely take the socks though, because they might not be there in five years. But the, the, know, socks, the socks, the socks are handy. Yeah, absolutely. I love the socks that. are really, I love the that. other day, genuinely quick, quick story. The other day we left the house as a family and I looked down at all of our feet and all of us had socks on that I picked up at an accounting event at some point. So all three of us had had some kind of tech socks on. And that's when you know that things have just gone weird in your house where you're wearing like tech socks to leave. And your, your family and daughter, who are probably slightly more fashion conscious, they go, oh, these are actually quite cool. And you're like, yeah, they are quite cool, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Who'd have thought? It used to just be, it used to, well, there he is, he's got a pen. <laughs> Yeah, I used to pick up a pen every time I went to an accounting firm. It would be the one thing I'd do. I'd be like, oh, can I take a pen? And I had like this bank of pens from every accountancy firm I'd ever ever visited. And, and I realised that it was becoming a bit of a weird addiction. Um, and you only ever need like one pen. Right? If, you, if, if, if you're going to write anything, you will do it online now, don't we? I, do you know, I still like a bit of pen and paper when I'm in a meeting. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think there's something about in a meeting when you sit there talking to a customer. And if you're on a laptop, or an iPad, it just feels a disconnect. I think if you're writing stuff down, for me personally, I think it, it just, I think it shows a different level of attention, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If the, the tech person likes a pen and paper. Yeah. No, but I, I think I think we like what we're comfortable with, and I think that's that's the thing. And it's it's a, it's all about being comfortable. Phil, I could sit here and chat with you all day. Yeah. We've gone over our fifteen minutes. Um, I've got one. I got one final question for you, sir. Um, when you were running around the playground as a little a little schoolboy at primary school, what did you want it to be when you grew up? Well, so there's two versions of this story. There's my version of my mum. Okay. So I'll give you my mum's first because my mum's story just makes no sense to me. But apparently when I was a child, when I was running around the primary school as a kid, I wanted to be a priest. A priest. I, I've never understood. Yeah, I've never understood that. I've, I'm not. A I'm not a religious person at all. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it looks like I'm wearing a dog collar. <laughs> You've done it. You've made it. So I've prepped for the look. I've made it. But so I. I mean, you know, the closest I've ever got is back in the the, the, the early noughties when when everyone was signing up online to become an internet minister so they could marry their friends. Do you remember that when that was a thing? I did that. So I'm technically, I'm an internet minister and I could actually marry people. True fact. Um, but the reality was what I wanted to be because I'd seen um, Top Gun and I was a huge fan of planes. 
I wanted to be a pilot. Um, and that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Um, but unfortunately, uh, three things scuppered that. One, I wasn't a great fan of being shouted at. So, so like, <laughs> it wasn't great. Secondly, you know, uh, the, the eyesight thing uh, went pretty early doors. And, and, and thirdly, if I'm being brutally honest, I've never been the fittest of people. Um, so, you know, having to go through all of that, wake up at four o'clock in the morning, get shouted at, have to go out and run and, and do loads of fitness things. So I, I just want to fly the plane. Can I just get the job where I fly the plane? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so that never happened, sadly. Uh, but I'm pretty pretty happy with where I did end up in the end. Yeah, no, you've had a, you've had a, you've had a great career and doing doing amazing things now with, with Walters Kluwer. So, uh, uh, Phil, thank you so much for coming on my show. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk again. Have a great time at the uh, Yorkshire Accountancy Awards. And I will see you at Accountex, which is only 10 and a half weeks away. Yeah, there you go. Really? Yeah. Is that close? Yeah. <laughs> Start planning what you're going to be doing. Hey, all the very best. Thank you, Phil. It's great to speak to you again, as always. Cheers. Bye-bye. Here we go. Another podcast in the bag. I've been Ashley Leeds. You've been wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more, then please subscribe and I will see you again another day. You can find me on LinkedIn if you want to catch up. If you fancy being a guest on one of my shows, I do live shows on LinkedIn twice a week, but I also plan to do some real podcasts uh, where we just do audio and probably record it to go on the YouTube channel. And we can talk about absolutely anything in those. So whatever you want to do, get in touch. And thank you for listening. You get out what you put in. Ever gonna lose,